We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's a new season. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell's with the Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. The one thing hasn't changed, where I'm putting my mind on all the games. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. It has better bonuses and more profits in our sportsbook period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least hundred grand, and it costs like hundred bucks center. All you gotta do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and square share the huge cash prize pool. And right now, if, if you make your first deposit, they'll double it. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. And don't forget to use the promo code C-H-A-I-R when creating your account and claim the bonus. You bet you win, you get paid. All right, guys, welcome. And it's Vlad Harris on our Panther Rants podcast. That's, you know, the second podcast in two days in a row. Um, I'm working from home again today, and I figured, why not? Uh, I got Wayne's World on. It's on uh, IFC. And after this, Wayne's World 2 is on. Right now, Cassandra's playing. You know, this is where uh, Tia Carrere makes her introduction. Although, she was in some other movies before this. Um, a lot of, like, R-rated movies you'd see late at night she was in. I think she was naked in some of them, too, I think. I, I'm, I can't... Con- I, I'd have to confirm... I'd have to go confirm that somewhere. But I do remember seeing her in some late-night movies on HBO. And there she is. Oh, man. Look, look at the outfit she's got on. The stockings. And there's two guys obviously fighting right now. And Tier, yep, There she goes. She's... Yep, she's kicking ass. Man, she looks good. I remember her stock was so high when that... I mean, that's one thing that came out was... was I mean, yeah, and there's Wayne checking her ass out, but she doesn't really have much of one. I mean, she overall, though, she has a good body. I mean... So... All right. I, I just remember when she... You know, when this came out, yeah, her stock was pretty high, and she became very popular at that point. Although, by Wayne's World 2, it kind of, like, tapered off a little bit. You know, I didn't. You know, I didn't mind Wayne's World too. I mean, was there a Wayne? No, there was no Wayne's World three. I don't think. I, I would hope not. I think after two, it just you know we all we all got we all got the point. But uh, great movie. You know, I remember. I think I saw. It, I think I saw it twice in the theaters. Yeah, I saw it twice. That's how that's how popular it was. And putting of course, Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, got back on the billboard. I remember. 
and it was yeah because this was right around the time it came out in 91 and i believe yeah that's it was not long after frame Mer- it was not too long after frame mercury died and of course it just you know it, be, it had a rebirth the song itself But after Wayne's World 2 comes on and, you know, Christopher Watkins and that, I guess he's the, uh, he plays the uh, record exec for Cassandra and, of course, he wants to marry her and, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. And, of course, there's Wayne Stock and then that guy who plays Jefferson off of um, Married with Children, too, you know, is on there as well and he's Mr. Scream. But in this one, you got Rob Lowe as the bad guy as always and that's one thing about Rob Lowe is... You know, he's very good in playing the arch villain. I mean, it's easy for Rob to, play, to, to be a sleaze bag, so he's just good at it. You know, some people get sick of their roles and they end up doing writing. I mean, that's kind of what, what uh, William Zabka did with Cobra Kai. He, I mean, Zabka was always getting bully roles and he got tired of it. You know, it got old with him because that's all they would give him. <laughs> yeah, because he was, um, he obviously was Johnny on Karate Kid, you know, one. Then uh, he was Chaz Darby, I believe. I think that's what his name was. And uh, back to school with, you know, with Rodney Dangerfield. And, of course, he was um, Greg Tolan off of Just One of the Guys. He was the, he was the bully there as well. So he got tired of all the jock bullshit bully roles. And he just went and did something else. But anyways, let's get to um, the 2019 college football season. As I'm going to um, talk about who I like for the playoff and who I like for each conference. So let's get to the uh, the, to the meat of it. Let's get to the t- to my top four. Uh, Clemson is an obvious one. Now, they got Trevor Lawrence and they got, I mean, they lo- their, their key loss on offense is Hunter Renfro, but they were, they have a loaded team still. Um, they're replacing their front four in defense, so that's going to be, you know, something to watch. On top of that, early in the season, I guess they got um, – Texas A&M, and they got Syracuse. Yeah, they open. Clemson opens the season at home against Georgia Tech, which should be a breeze because Tech is going through a, um, a transition from the Paul Johnson to, you know, basically they're just, they're just screwed. Then they're home against Texas A&M. That should be a tough game, but they should, that's pretty winnable because it's at home. But I think Jimbo will give them a scare. Because I think because you know, A&M came on towards the end. You know, I would have done, I mean, if you're betting that game, you should probably watch the spread. I think, I think A&M can at least win the game with the points. Uh, then they go at Syracuse. And Syracuse has, you know, is, you know, their ground offense, they suck on defense. Excuse me, I'm drinking some drinking water. But um, yeah, I mean their their top three, their first three games aren't aren't easy, but they are winnable. You know, if anything, their offense is going to outscore <laughs> their team's offense. 
my second team is Bama. Basically, it's just lock. You know, it's reload for them. The key with them is they need to protect Tua because he hates pressure. And if you look at their schedule, it's just a freaking breeze. I mean, they open with Duke. They should beat win that game. New Mexico State, they should win. Then they're at South Carolina, and then Southern Miss, Mississippi. If you look at their entire schedule, it's they should be able to go through this without losing a single game. So I got them as my number two team. My number three team is Georgia. And basically they're they have a chance. I, th- I think they could overtake Bama this year for the uh, for the SEC title. They got all the pieces in place. The one key game they got early in the year is Notre Dame, and it's at home. And luckily for them, it's at home. But the uh, the Notre Dame this game itself is is pretty critical for both teams because the winner of this game I think could determine who gets in the playoff later in the year. And we'll talk about Notre Dame as a possibility for the for the number four team as soon as we get to them. But uh, I think uh, this year we, we probably see two SEC teams back in the playoff again. I know people don't like that, but there's you know I looked at all the, I looked at all the conferences and there's nobody from the Big Twelve that convinces me. I mean, people love Oklahoma. Even with Jalen Hurts, I'm just not convinced that they're gonna be you know be in the top four. Texas, you could call you could say you think Texas is a possibility, but I'm just you know I don't think they're ready yet. I think they'll be I think they'll compete for the Big Twelve title, possibly win it, but I don't see one from the Big Twelve going in the college football playoff. Pac-12, it's the same story as well. Um, Oregon, obviously, is the favorite, along with Washington. Although, I had Washington go into the playoff last year. At least I thought they would. They would, Because, you know, Chris Pearson's been doing... He's been killing it in recruiting. He's been getting a lot of NFL talent. But I just, you know, Pac-12, I just don't see anybody there. Washington could be a possibility. You can even throw in Utah. Utah always competes for a division. They, you know, and there's really nobody that can challenge him. USC could be a possibility, and we'll, we'll, we'll dig into all that here in a moment uh, as we get, you know, as we dig down. And my number four team I got is Ohio State. Uh, obviously, they're changing coaches, but it should be a seamless transition. Uh, they got Justin Fields as their quarterback, and they have a loaded team as always. I mean, they've been loaded. And I don't, you know, people, and if you look at their uh, conference as well, which will, yep, like everything else we'll get into, and here I am talking about it, just don't see anybody challenging them in their conference either. I don't, you know, Michigan, I think, will, you know, Michigan just—they need a lot of help. They—they—they they, they they have a long way to totally catch Ohio State. It's just they, Michigan's dug themselves and dug themselves in so much of a hole, and I don't think they realize how much. Now let's talk about Notre Dame, for instance. 
I have them as a possible. You know, those, those are my four teams. I have Clemson, Bama, Georgia, and Ohio State. Uh, Notre Dame, I have as a possibility. But if you look at their schedule, they open it with Louisville at Louisville. That should be an easy one. Same with New Mexico. But then they have to go to Athens, Georgia at night. And it's a uh, Saturday night game in Athens against Georgia. That's not going to be an easy game for them. But the winner of this game, I think, could possibly determine who is going to get into the playoff. So Notre Dame has to win it. But even if they do win, they have to go at home the next week to play Virginia. And Virginia, as we know, is... And as you guys all know, according to all the pundits, Virginia is this uh, new juggernaut in the ACC. So, you know, you know, maybe we should throw Virginia as a top four you know, for the playoff as well because, you know, they're obviously turning the corner. I mean, I mean, Virginia has become the, the, new, the new Rutgers. You remember when Rutgers was like the um, – remember when Rutgers was always turning the corner and that they were going to be this freaking perennial program? We heard it every year about, about, about Rutgers. I have a feeling it's going to be the same crap with Virginia as well. They're, it's going to be, oh, you know, Broncos doing it. They're going to tell them the games this year, and they're going, to, they're going to you know just bowl through everything. I have a feeling that's what we're going to hear. We're, it's, that's what's trending for, for Virginia. I guess for a Virginia fan, you love it because people are – Kissing your behind and and you get some good attention. I don't know. You know, then they got Bowling Green at home, but then they got look at this slate. They got USC at home, but they got Michigan the next game. But it won't be, it'll be for another sixteen days, and they have to go. I mean, they're at home against USC, but then they got to go to Ann Arbor and play. Then you know, not 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 too long after that, they got Virginia Tech. Duke, Navy, Boston College, and Stanford. So, on paper, Notre Dame kind of has a murderer's row of schedule. I mean, it's a tough schedule, but if they get through it, they're going <laughs> to they're gonna be in the playoff. If, I mean, the way, the way things shape up, I mean, if, if they have one loss, they may still get in. But, yeah, if they can get, I mean, if Notre Dame can get through a schedule with at least one loss, I think they get in. But it's going to, you know... It'll determines you know who does what. I mean, people thought Georgia should have gone last year just by losing their, their title game, but you know they lost other games before that. I mean, if they would have been if Georgia would have been like say like a zero loss team and they lost their conference game, title game, they probably would have got in. But you you know you can't keep rewarding teams you know for you know for this type of stuff. And of course, if we would have had another, another two SEC teams in, then you know more people are going to bitch about expanding the playoffs because, you know, it's, it's not fair two SEC teams get in. Anyways, guys. I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion on your ticket buying experience. Still shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal. Let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals of your favorite game, concert, or show them right on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. 
The green dot makes great deals, yellow dot good deals, and red dot ad not so good. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 in your first purchase. That's two free beers on it, the same on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek Lifestyle Event, we have the tickets. All right, guys. Now, let's talk about the conference pr- projections. Obviously, in the ACC, I have, I have Clemson winning that. That's a given. I think the, um, the homer me has a Clemson-Pitt rematch. And I think a Clemson-Pitt rematch would be good for this conference. Pitt um, has been shown you know, to be one of the few teams in the ACC that has the balls to beat Clemson and challenge them. And I think with a uh, revamped offense, hopefully by then, we can obviously give them a game this time rather than uh, have announcers try to say, you know, act like we have a chance, even though we had no chance after halftime. They love people love Syracuse, and I get it, but I think uh, in Florida State, which I have no idea why, I think NC State ends up finishing second place to Clemson, not Syracuse. So ACC, obviously, we got Clemson. The Big Ten, I have um, Ohio State winning that. They um. People seem to love Michigan, and, you know, I'm just not buying it. I just don't think Michigan has the players right now to beat Ohio State. And, you know, Shea Patterson didn't have a bad season, but I just don't – I just can't see him being Ohio State. I mean, they're – no, I think um, the uh, streak continues for Ohio State over Michigan. But um, you know, there's some honorable honorable mentions. I mean, Penn State can probably win or win probably at least nine or ten games. You know, depending how they have the talent, it just depends on how things shape up there. Michigan State is was was top ten in defense last year, and the only thing that was killing them was their offense. If if they can continue what they did on defense from last year and, and get their offense going, they can compete. For, they can be competitors well in this conference. But, I mean, basically it's Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan State, and then just everybody else. Um, people love Nebraska and the West. I'm not sure, but I'm not sure if um, if um, Scott Frost is ready for that right now. I mean, they got some talent coming in, but I just don't see it right now, right away. I think... If anything, it's going to be probably Iowa, Wisconsin, to determine the West. But overall, I just it's 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 Ohio State's conference to lose at this point. It's an Ohio State world, and they're all living in it. Big Twelve. I like Texas this year. I like Oklahoma. I just I'm just not really buying the. Um, I'm just not buying them right now, especially as a. Um, As a uh, playoff candidate as well. Yeah, as I'm going through, their, I'm going to look at their schedule here. But I mean, yeah, it's possible. I'm just not really buying the whole thing with Jalen Hurts right now. I mean, but then again, 
they did wonders with Kyler Murray as well. I mean, they they you know he was a transfer and they they it worked out for them. They did wonders. I just think after you know Texas finished on a very high note, and I think that they they take a control of the Big Twelve once again, at least for this year. Do I see Texas as a uh, serious opponent for the playoff? You can probably you can factor them as a possibility. I mean, they got their home their home is Louisiana Tech, and of course. They got LSU the next week, which should be a big game for them. And then they got to play at Rice, and that's. And if you look at their Texas schedule, they can actually run through their schedule. They just got to be Oklahoma. But do I see it happen? Who knows? I mean, it it just depends. But uh, yeah, I like Texas in the Big Twelve. Pac-12, Oregon obviously is one of the big favorites. And there's also Utah. Utah, I think Utah takes the South because there's no really serious challenge for them right now. USC could possibly challenge them as they got a new offensive coordinator, Graham Harrell. And, of course, they got plenty of talent, but I'm just, you know, there's a lot of uh, speculation going on there. They don't. USC just really doesn't want their coach anymore, and it, too much too much garbage going on. But I think um, Utah takes the uh, South Division, and I like Washington to um, take the North. Um, Oregon gives them a challenge, but I think uh, Chris Pearson's really starting to have a, get a hold on this. I mean, he's had a hold on the Pac-12, and I just don't see anybody challenging them. I mean, yeah, there's Oregon, but it's Oregon. And fi- <clears throat> finally, the SEC, because we got, let's see, Clemson, ACC, Big Ten, Ohio State, Big 12, Texas, Washington, the Pac-12. So we got the SEC. And obviously, I'm going with Bama. I, I think Georgia has an obvious chance to overtake them. I you know I'm not buying it until I see it. So But here's the thing, Georgia obviously if they lose if they, if they drop that Notre Dame game, they're probably gonna have to win out. Yeah. They're gonna have to win out and probably they're gonna have to win their um their conference title game, and that's gonna be probably against Bama. But um if they can get through a schedule and defeat and lose their, lose their conference game, title game, I think they can get in the playoffs. And I just, you know, if you look at their schedule, it, you know, they can get through Notre Dame, and it's, it's, I think the rest of it's going to be a breeze for them. I mean, sure, you know, they may have some tough games in the SEC, but I think everything is lined up for them to have both them and Bama be undefeated going into their title games. So... We shall see what happens. I mean, you could say Florida gives, will challenge them, Tennessee, yeah, but overall, I just, you know, we're looking at probably another year for Florida and maybe like Tennessee to challenge Georgia. So there we go. There's my five. And Clemson, Bama, Georgia, Ohio State in the, for the playoff. Um, some possibilities Notre Dame and Texas. I just don't buy Oklahoma yet. 
but you can probably thread them in as well as a possibility. That's really about it. I mean, there's, you know, there's, you know, to, I mean, of course, this is all on paper as we read previews because we can read previews and look at rosters all we want. All that matters is what happens on the field, and that's what we're going to see. And so, anyways, I'm done here, guys, because you know I have not much else to talk about. But that is my um, those are my thoughts for the season, and we'll talk next week. And I'll put, hopefully we'll I will preview the first week of college football, or weekend I should say. Anyways, guys, hell in a pit. Talk to you later. One. Two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.